Are you swimming in bills and unpaid loans? Then why not call Ameridet up to my ass? Hello, thank you for calling Ameridet up to my ass. How may I help you? Hi, I've got creditors calling me for money and junk, and I was wondering if you could get rid of them for me. No problem, sir. Thank you for calling Ameridet up to my ass. Wow, thanks. By using Ameridet up to my ass, we'll contact all of your banks, utilities, lending institutions, collection agents, and get them all off your back. Hello. Thank you for calling Capital Two Bank. How may I repossess your car today? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, I'm calling from Ameridet up to my ass in reference to Mrs. Fitzwinkle. Oh, yes. She does owe us quite a considerable sum of money. Yeah, great. Well, listen, Pally. She's in debt up to her fucking ass, and she ain't going to pay the fucking bill, okay? You with me? Oh, well, don't worry about it then. I'll just erase her name from the computer, and we will forget that this whole ugly incident ever happened. Ameridet up to my ass works with all kinds of people to make sure they don't have to pay back all all that money they borrowed from large greedy banks. I'm a modern woman who's always shuffling back and forth from different places where one can be. And while I do have plenty of money, I don't feel like paying any of it back. Thanks to Ameridet up to my ass, now I don't have to. Don't take matters into your own hands. Let the seasoned negotiation professionals at Ameridet up to my ass do it for you. Hey, look, you fucking fuck. I told you Mr. Johnson ain't paying his electric bill. Now go fuck yourself, all right, you monkey head. Ameridet up to my ass. Because even your responsible deadbeat losers deserve a second chance. Nonstop Shock Radio. Welcome to RenegadeTalk.fm on a Monday morning. RenegadeTalk.fm in Los Angeles. My name is Richie Kepler, along with Marky Mark. Marla's on vacation. Somewhere in Vegas, I think she is. Who knows? Probably partied all last night, sleeping all day, like the normal way of doing things. Right, Marla? We're going to talk about the uh, federal... Who? Bernanke. Oh, Bernanke, yeah. I talked over the music. I don't care. It's one of those days, you know. And we're going to be positive. A little bit of... Yeah, we're going to be positive today. A little bit of Nirvana here at uh, Renegade. And uh, Patty, Patty Melt from Denver will be in the studio Friday. With her big tits and her nice ass. She sent me a... I meant to tell I'm not going to miss that show. Yeah, she sent me a, um, a text message saying that all her friends now know her private life because of this radio station. And I went, oh, really? Oh, look who showed up. You're back from Vegas? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad you're back from Vegas. So she you, owes her loyalty for the show. Yeah, it's it's 103. <laughs> her loyalty to the radio show shows uh, terrifically. I'm glad you I got she you. She must got, have been speeding. Uh, she was. She's always speeding. Anyway, Marla just showed up. So how was your trip in Vegas? Was it, did you get laid? Oh, she can hardly speak. That's mean she was doing some sucking. She was guess. doing that hacking trucker anyway. thing. Anyway, so Patty Mouse is coming down here Friday, and she sent me this. She sent me this text message, and the text message says that all of her friends now know what she's up to, and she's going, "Oh my God!" laughing out loud. And I went, yes, Mark. Well, think how much time that saves her on the computer now. Yeah, they can just listen in. Yeah, they just listen in, catch up on everything, rather than her having to go through the motion Mm -hmm. to tell her how much great time she has with our show. I had so much fun with her Saturday, Sunday morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. I called her up, and man, she was so horny. She was going crazy. And I just, oh, God, it was great. Thank you, Patty, for a great time. Because you need more than one woman to handle your yeah, taste. I need, yeah, I need more than one woman. So, Patty, thank you very much for uh, giving me a really great time on uh, Sunday morning at 3. And um, yeah. if you wake up with that heart on, you got to take a piss. So, yeah. might as well put it to good use before you take your piss. And it's all her fault. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, so, okay. Patty, now all your friends know what you did on a Sunday morning. Yes, Marla. I thought you were going to wake her. It's, it's, 
When she woke up, you were going to thank her for a blowjob. Oh, you went, oh, did I? I? Did she give me one? I don't even know. <laughs> Patty, anyway, I'm glad all your friends know about what's going on, and we intend to keep that going and letting them all know what kind of a slut you really are. <laughs> thank you, Patty. I can't wait to see you, Patty. I can't wait till you get out of that car and I, I actually see, I can touch the flesh of this woman. Yeah, Rich is so excited. He actually got on his hands and knees and cleaned the floor. I actually cleaned the bathroom for her. The bathroom yeah, floor. The princess is all right. Women want a clean bathroom. Yes, they. If you you can always get to their pussy through a clean bathroom. It always works. You're right. I'm. I'm I am right. For a guy, it's food to his stomach. For a woman, it's a clean toilet. Look what I did with Marla. And I mean, the I got to her. Is down. Yeah, I don't clean. Have to, I don't have to clean it no anymore. No skid marks. No skid marks. Nothing. No yellow stains uh, dripping through the the bowl. Yeah, I take. I clean the whole kind. Take a look at it. It's, I did. I was the, impressed. I was almost ready to drink out of it like my dogs. Yeah, the running. Gate studio bathroom is absolutely clean. Thank you, Mark. I did a great job then, huh? Damn right. I'm better than you. That's cleaner than my sink. Well, if Patty uh, Mel comes down here and messes anything up, she can clean her own shit up. I'm not going <laughs> to clean it up. So you got that, Patty? You forgot to put your uh, toilet brush in there. Oh. Did you use that for a back scratcher? Uh, I remember I, you having a white I, tool. I used it for something did else. You, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to go where I use that thing at. Uh, Patty knows. Just Marla put, knows. You know what? Next time, yeah, people yeah. don't realize this, that the uh, toilet scrubber, mm-hmm. put it in the dishwasher. Okay. It'll sterilize it. Oh, that's a good idea. And the Mark. same with your toothbrush. Yeah, put that in there. Put that in the dishwasher. That's a really good idea. Thank you, Mark. You're, that's why we're here, Richie. Put your lover in there. Put, put your, your, put your, your box in there. We'll put, we should put uh, Crystal in there. Clean, clean her the fuck out. Oh, oh yeah, Crystal. Yeah, body yeah. mouth Crystal. The big titted Crystal. Got it. Yeah, okay. She was over here today, too. Yeah, she, she threw was trying me to get, off. She's trying to get my pants, and I said, get the fuck out of here. Leave me alone. No, you Paint. didn't. You were showing her websites yeah. to get her yourself no, no. all hot and, and Crystal, Crystal's going to go. We're going to promote her ourselves. Yes. We'll promote her right here. Yeah, you want to see a big titted bitch who likes to talk dirty? We'll tell you where to go. <laughs> anyway. Is that Marla? No, <laughs> Marla's retired. Oh, nah, just nobody, from the nobody, talking nobody, bitch part? Yeah, nobody wants Yeah, nobody wants us here. Oh, she's here. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't say anything. You know what? She didn't offer any water and coffee for us. She just got her own coffee, sat down, lit up a smoke, and fuck us. It's called self-centeredness. This is what happens when you go on vacation. That's called, yeah. You just do it for yourself. It's called self-centeredness, Mark. Why should she bother doing anything for us? bitch. Yeah. Well, go back to bed then. Then sit down. Go All women do think sitting down. Yeah, sitting down. <laughs> yeah, they do. Anyway, listen to Renegade Talk FM in Los Angeles. Hey, uh, 60 Minutes last night was really interesting. They had the uh, federal chairman, uh, Ben Ber- Bernanke, on. Did I say his name? Bernanke. Bernanke. Um, Good enough. And his take on the economy and uh, the unemployment numbers going up. And apparently, the way I'm reading this, of uh, good old Obama doesn't do anything soon, Mark. Uh, uh, I don't think he's going to be around next year. But again, we're bringing this up to re- mm-hmm. let people realize we're not blaming anybody. No. This is too big of a problem for anybody to really try to fix. Mm-hmm. Especially when they don't talk to each other. No, you know, you know who can fix it? The banks can fix it. They just don't want to fix it. In fact, he mentioned that on the air last night about yes. the banks. Anyway, but the, uh, the now the unemployment rate is 9.8%, and they're saying if the people that are now off unemployment are not showing up, it'd probably be around you know 17 to 19% unemployment in the uh, U.S. And again, they get the stats about unemployment from people that are getting unemployment checks. So once they're off that grid, mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't know. They're okay. off the grid, like Marla what, and yeah. you and me. Yeah, we're unemployed. We're unemployed. We're no, not on the grid. Don't do anything. Just sit here and talk on the they radio. They don't have our number. Anyway, uh, Bernanke uh, is concerned about the economy, and he's saying that this is the worst recovery the nation has ever seen. He's concerned. Well, who caused this worst problem that we ever had before in the country? 
who was it? Was it Johnny Average brain dead? No, it was the U.S. banks and Wall Street and the uh, Federal Reserve System itself. So now they're trying to fix the problem, and uh, they're saying that we could be headed into a, a double-dip recession or a depression. I mean, everybody has their little say on what it is and their little take mark, and I really don't know what it is anymore. I mean, I watched him last night, and I'm going, well, what? what? He didn't say anything to And me. you notice how the guy was yeah. shaking. Yeah, he was shaking. Yeah. Thank you, Marla. Well, Marla even noticed Marla that. Look saw, at her get all excited. Yeah, Marla saw, saw that in the Hard Rock Cafe bar last night in Yeah, because she called up about it. Yeah, she did. Oh, he was oh, actually shaking. I'm surprised she wasn't getting laid in the bar. Anyway, uh, he's saying, this is what he's saying. Ber- Bernanke has enormous power over the world economy. Oh, no, I find that hard to believe, don't you? And he has used that power in ways that the world has never seen. Yeah, we're all broke. <laughs> we have no money. But everybody's getting ready for Christmas and everybody's going shopping. I don't believe any of these numbers. I really don't. I don't think a lot of people are going shopping. And I think they're inflating. Have you? No. Marla, I- have you gone shopping yet? And neither have I. I think they're inflating the numbers. I think they're trying to say that everything is okay when it really is not okay. There might be a lot of people out there looky-looing, but they're not purchasing. During the panic of 2008, as we all well know, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bernanke committed trillions of dollars to rescue the financial system. I thought that came from Congress. I'm confused as to where that money came from. His so, piggy bank. So he, I call it the biggie bank. The biggie bank. It's uh, the biggie, biggie bank. Yes, Anyway, um, the Bernanke Bank. The Fed uh, dropped interest rates down to zero. Now, in a new move that has become very controversial, Bernanke intends to commit another six hundred billion to hold down these interest rates. So, where, Mark, is the money coming from? Are they? He said they're not printing it. They have it stored in the Federal Reserve Bank. That did surprise me that he said he wasn't going to print the money. So I, I'm, I'm wondering if the money's actually coming from the uh, first tarp, where there were seven hundred billion dollars. Yeah, but where's the money? Com- where's the money coming from? Well, they borrowed it from the banks. Oh, uh, you, you're not going on. She wants to listen. Oh God. No, you know, why don't you, um, you had a long weekend in Vegas. You look really beat up. Why don't you go downstairs and go back to bed? Hey, just hang in there like you are, girl. Yeah. You look good. Oh, yeah, look, she looks fabulous. She looks look good. at her. God, that's a hard on waiting to come. Anyway, let me continue with this. Um, so where's the money coming from? He said they're not printing any money, but the money's sitting in the Federal Reserve, and then they showed all this money. Well, anybody can show money at any given time and make it look like it's a lot of money. I mean, I can do that myself right here in my studio. Yes. Uh, chairman of the Feds, uh, the chairman of the Federal Reserve, rarely do any interviews. Yeah. So I got to give him credit. You know, 60 Minutes wasn't a tough interview, but you brought up a good point. What's the point? Prior to the interview, there's a list of questions. Oh, yeah. See, that's another thing. A lot of the questions that should have been asked were not asked. Not asked. And the reason for that is because they make sure that the reporter only asks the questions that they want to be asked. Asked, asked and right. they feel comfortable with and feel and, comfortable and know in advance what they are right that's why that, that's yeah, an, all, because there's an advanced answer you have advanced question with advanced answer there's no controversy in the interview so, process and a lot of people probably looked at that and said wow how, look how calm this is and he's not really going after him usually no. reporters and, or investigative reporters do that I would do that. I would go in there and lie, but they wouldn't air it then. Should so have had uh, Jim Riley up there asking questions. Anyway, spinster. Bernanke feels he has to speak out because he believes his critics, Mark, may not understand how much trouble the economy is in. Now, if he talked to Glenn Beck about four years ago, Glenn would help him out with that. Because Glenn knew. <laughs> Glenn knew four years yeah. ago that we were in big doo-doo. Uh, the, uh, ben Bernanke now is saying the unemployment rate is just not going down. Well, why isn't that happening? Because <laughs> there's no job. There's no money for small <laughs> business because the banks won't release the money to small business to hire people. 
But they use the other side of the coin uh-huh. where you don't qualify now for the money. Remember back in the day, back in 2006, six and seven, you could just walk in there and be the dumbest fuck ever and get anything you want. They were just handing the money out like it was taffies in a barber shop. And now, now they won't give you any money. Oh, let me let me try to fit. He, well, wait, 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 Mark. He went to Harvard, yes, MIT, yes, and he taught at Princeton, yes. And he he's uh, a smart guy. He's a smart guy, uh, but uh, if you if you lend the money out, but you don't qualify at 0%. now. But you don't qualify because the rules have changed. It's very stringent now to get any type of money for a loan. Well, he goes. In, there's he no, does go into details about, but his details are going in why the economy's not picking up. We're going to blast them. Well, the unemployment stupid. rate is not going down, and that's what he's saying, and he's and he's right because again, the banks aren't lending the money out to small business or even medium-sized businesses to make sure that they can compete and also to uh, have inventory and make products and services for the U.S. and around the world, and it's just not happening. Right. So that's why the unemployment rate is the way it is. And I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of people graduating from college this December and then obviously during the summer and when they graduate with their MBA degrees and whatever, mm-hmm. what job is there for them? So None. since not, there's no job, they just get on the unemployment line too. And it looks like at a current rate, which is currently right now, that it may take some years before the unemployment rate is back down to normal levels. That could be after the election. Maybe this is a way to get rid of him. It Obama. Won't it won't happen. Anyway, Scott Pelley was the interviewer at 60 Minutes. Uh, he basically asked this question, too. We lost about 8 million jobs from the peak, and he's wondering how many years do you think it's going to ha- you know, happen before all these jobs come back? And Bernanke said, well, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I guess so. It's not hard to figure out, Mark. Between the peak and at the end of last year, we lost 8.5 million jobs. We've only gotten about a million of them back so far, and that doesn't even account the new people coming into the labor force. That's the college graduates you just talked That's about. right. And the fact that you said were the other uh, million people, they've saved jobs. Mm-hmm. That's some of the money that they did st- uh, you know, put into the, st- the stimulated economy. They're saying, and now this is what he said, Renegade Nation, it's going to take four to five years before we are back to a normal unemployment rate, which is, which is around five percent uh four or five years that's a long time that's a lot of pain for a lot of people the other aspects of the unemployment rate that really concerns Bernanke is that more than 40 percent of the unemployed have been unemployed for six months or more six months or more well again it's back to the goddamn banks not lending the money out to small business and that's unusually high and people who are unemployed for such a long time their skills erode yeah they get lazy sitting on the sofa watching uh, Dr. Phil and uh, what's that well, one? Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. And what's that other one? in uh, Oprah. No, Oprah. No, the other one. Oh, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. They start drinking beer watching Jerry Springer and they lose their skills. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, if people start getting food stamps and welfare and unemployment. Why go? Why and, you get lazy? You know, everything else. It's like after a while you, you function differently. Yeah. And you, 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 oh, you become a drunk. You become and, a drunk. And you move in with other people, so you're sharing a room. And you're partying you all the do. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Marla. Me. Taking off and going to Vegas. She's a perfect example. Perfect example. She doesn't care. But she doesn't take any. Well, yeah, you do get a check. I forgot. Anyway, this is another point that. Bernanke was saying, he said earlier in the day he had heard from CEOs of Ford and IBM, but also from small business owners. They had this roundtable discussion someplace. This is a good one. The small business owners told him they were having trouble getting financing from the banks. There we go again, back to the banks. If the banks release the money, but they won't release the money because now at Johnny Average brain dead here, 
doesn't qualify for the loan. But two years ago, three years ago, you qualify for everything. As long as you're breathing and putting your... Right. And you could sign your name. You got a loan. Breath on a mirror. Now, Bernanke is saying a lot of small businesses are not seeking credit because, you know, because if their business is not doing well, well, it's not doing well because there's no money in the system. They're bankrupting the system. That's basically what it is. they're scared to do things when there's no continuity Continuity, to the taxes. The economy is slow. Others are not qualifying for credit, maybe because the the value of their property has gone down. Well, who caused that? Who caused the value of property to go down? It was inflated. I did it all my mother. You did it. Yeah, I did. You have the power. Mark, bottom line is that was inflated by itself by Wall Street, and now we're paying for it because they inflated property values that didn't really exist. Why didn't he say that on 60 Minutes? Why is he bullshitting us? Others are not qualifying because the, of the property values have gone down, but some are also can't meet the terms and conditions that banks are setting due to the banks. Now, you don't qualify. If you don't come in with a certain amount of credit risk, you're out. But three years ago, they're the ones that caused the problem. Now they don't want to solve the problem. By giving the money out to people that will pay the money back and the economy will get back on its feet, and Obama possibly could be reelected if that ever happened. He will. He'll be our president. I think so many people have bad credit. Well, people have bad credit, Marilla, because of what they did. That's why they don't qualify. She's got a good point. There's a lot of people out there that just don't have the numbers either anymore. Well, they don't because their credit got ruined. Remember how long it took me to get my loan? Mm -hmm. Okay, my house is appraised last year at a million, Mm -hmm. and we only want 20%. Yeah, that's right. 200,000 bucks. And you had to have... It took four months. You had to get hard hard money. Well, no. It took a while to get that, but when we wanted to get rid of the hard money and get a conventional loan, Mm -hmm. it took four months. Four months. months. Now it's going to take a year or not. They just kick you out of the office. Yep. Get, get the fuck out of here. We're not giving you anything. Uh, this is Pelly now from 60 Minutes. Is this a case of banks that were eager to take risk that ruined the economy, being now unwilling to take risk to support the recovery? Of course it is. And they had the ace in the hole because they knew the government would bail their butt bail out. Them out. So yeah. what kind of risk did they take? They didn't, they didn't get hurt. Here's we what, got hurt. We got hurt. Bernan- got hurt. Here's what Bernanke said. We want them to take the risk, but not excessive. What do you mean? That's what they did back in 2006 and seven. They took excessive risk. And now, Renegade Nation, you're paying for it. They're not and, paying and, and for we, it. They and, got bailed out. Rich Marla and I would like to say thank you to you. Thank you. Yes, for helping bailing our government. Thank you that. for doing a terrific job. And nobody can do anything, and nobody has any money, and everybody's scared, and nobody knows what the future is. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for ruining this country. Not the renegade nation. We're thanking them for the hard-earned money. To Bernanke, put back in the coffers. Bernanke says, we want to go for a happy medium. Well, what the fuck is that? What is a happy medium? I think banks are back in the business of lending. I don't think so. That's why we have all the problems that we have because they're not lending and, the money out. And there he is. See, he's kind of he's yeah. contradicting himself because yeah. here he yeah. is having a meeting with small businesses. And, and they're telling him. And they're telling him. And he's, and he's just... See, this is the bullshit, Renegade bullshit. Nation. This is the spin doctor right here. He says, we want to give you the money. We want to take the risk, but not excessive. What's excessive mean? What is the interpretation of that word? We want to go for a happy medium. What the hell does that mean? That's all political bullshit talk. That's all it says. It doesn't say anything else, but you got to figure out what it means. So there's a, uh, there's a asset to that and a liability to that. And I think the banks are back in the business of lending. Well, the small business guys, five minutes ago that we told you about, like Mark just mentioned, said, we need money and we can't get it. But they have not yet come back to the level of confidence that, or overconfidence that they had prior to the crisis. 
We want to have an appropriate balance. That's a spin. See, everything's, everything's a spin. It's a spin. This no is getting, yeah. No details. No details. Last month, Bernanke <laughs> announced the Fed's intent to buy $600 billion in U.S. Treasury secretaries. Uh, secretaries. I'm thinking of secretaries. Oh, I like it. Securities, good. I mean. That's a lot of secretaries. <laughs> uh, Patty just popped into my head. Woo-hoo. Woo. Uh, securities, which is supposed to have the effect of lowering rates on long-term loans for things like cars and homes. And it has. Because if you do get a loan, if you're fortunate to get one, it's at 0% for cars. And yeah. even housing right no, now is No, 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 you're wrong. It's 0% if you have good credit. And if you don't have good credit, which is a lot of people it's in this country. interest. You can, you know what? You can get 5%. a loan. 5%. No, you can get a loan so easily with a car right now. It's yeah. simple. It, and it's even simple. house loans too, 4%. And if you do a 15 Yeah, but you still got to have good credit, Mark. Well, it's there though is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It is cheap. Anyway, Bernanke wanted to emphasize this, that these are the Fed's own reserves. It's not tax money. It does not add to the federal deficit. Oh, wait, wait, time wait, out Wait, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, what, what? It's not tax money? Well, how does the government... Oh, government's in a business that makes its own money? Were they selling cupcakes? They never told us that. I didn't know they were selling things and making their own money. Mark. Everything Mark, the government Mark, gets is our money. Mark. He wanted to emphasize that these are the Fed's own reserves. It's not tax money. <laughs> what does TARP mean? You talk about a spin zone. You yeah. see that, folks? What's TARP mean? <laughs> it does not add to the federal deficit. Then why are they all complaining about the federal deficit if it doesn't add to the federal deficit? Uh, Wait a minute. I'm fucking confused here. <laughs> I didn't go to Harvard. Well, I didn't go to fucking Wharton. Rich, Wait a minute. Yeah, don't I, get a heart I, attack I, like last I, month. I, I, I'm getting really you upset. Had, you um, had heart palpitations. It's the spin of this is spinning my head in circles. Yeah, I know. See, when you, when you really... <laughs> We're not using taxpayer th- th- money. This is why... I'm using grandma's. This is why we do this here at Renegade. Grandma, bar- I borrowed Gra- some money from grandma. Yeah, grandma has all the money. Yeah, she's a rich bitch, and so I took some of hers out of the big bank. Now, here's Pelly from CBS. What did you see that caused you to pull the trigger on the $600 billion at this point? Unemployment. Bernanke, it has to do with two aspects. The first one is unemployment. The second is, the other concern I should mention is that inflation. Ooh, yeah, that word is very, very low, which you think is a good thing, and normally it is a good thing, but we're getting awfully close to the range where prices would actually start falling. Now, Pelly says falling prices lead to falling wages. Which we see now. Well, which we see right now. We see it now. But the prices are still up. Hell, I, I want to tip on my wife 20 bucks uh, for a fun night. Uh, I, I, the prices are up and people are un- unemployed. Yes, uh, the huh? commodities are up and well, food's up. Okay. Houses are Bernanke down. is saying exactly, exactly. Falling prices lead to falling wages. It lets the steam out of the economy and you start spiraling, spiraling downward. And he said, exactly. That's deflation. And that's what happened in the Great Depression. So what is he trying to tell us here? Is that we're headed for a Great Depression? We are in, in my opinion, a depression now. Pelly says, how great a danger is that now? We are in a depression, folks. When we come back, we're going to finish this up and go put more uh, two cents into this. Because the more you... When I saw that can interview... Put, I, can we put three cents in? Uh, you interrupted me again. I'm sorry. Uh, when I watched the interview last night, I really didn't... I mean, it was so fast. It takes time to digest now. That's why we're reading this over to you, Renegade Nation. So you can get an idea of what he was trying to say and how he was trying to spin you. But when, when we come back, we're going to continue on with, are we headed into a Great Depression? And what about... 
deflation and inflation. Hyperinflation. And, and, and we'll be right back. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Uh, welcome back to the show. It's, it's, a, it's a positive Monday headed into the Christmas season. We like to be very positive here at Renegade Nation, as you all know. Thank you to all the listeners all over the world for listening this weekend. Thank you very much. Spread the word. Here's a little bit of ACDC, man. You know, Mark, I'm too lazy to get any more music up. I just play the same shit over and over. Somebody email me about that. I said, it's not a fucking music station. Go to renegaderock.fm. You can listen to the music there. Renegaderock.fm, yeah. It's the new and brand new radio station that is taking over as we speak. God, we had over 10,000 listeners over the weekend, Mark, on Renegade Rock. I was one of them. You were one of them. I was one of them. That's two. Anyway, we're all headed to, we're all headed to hell. In fact, we just talked to one of our um, uh, partners, and they said they were going to go out and kill a homeless man. <laughs> I saw desperate things. Really I saw de- yeah. They said they were going to all because he pissed on his roses. Yeah, they're going to yeah they're going to gang attack this homeless guy. You know? They know that roses yeah. need that alkali. Yeah, I know they do. So anyway, anyway, so getting back to this uh, Bernanke uh, sixty minutes interview, um, <clears throat> the spinster. Kind of going around. We're talking about this deflation, inflation. Bernanke, here's what he said. I would say at this point, because the Fed is acting, I would say the risk is pretty low about deflation or inflation. I'm glad he feels that way. But if the Fed did not act, then given how much inflation has come down since the beginning of the recession, I think it would be a more serious concern. That's a lot to figure out what he just said. And last year, weren't they talking about how things were improving? Yes, and getting better. Remember? Remember? Yeah, I got all excited. All these experts out there were telling the us experts. how things were getting better. And then during the summer, Obama was running around with uh, Biden saying, we're on the right path. We're on the right path. We are on the yeah. right path. Yeah, we're on the right path. Remember, we talked about that yeah. here at Renegade. Yeah. It was another positive day. It's another positive day That's here right. in the United States. As everybody has realized, house prices are going up again. People are getting jobs, getting paid better for their work. And, and they're getting laid more often. And then, this is the better. And then the unemployment rate comes out last week. And guess where Obama, and, and guess where Obama was? He was on vacation again. He was on Afghanistan. Yes, he would take a surprise visit over there, talking to yeah, the perfect corrupt ti- leader. Perfect timing. Get out of town. Let Biden take bite me. Take care of it. Yeah, he's not around too much, is he? No, he's really gone a lot more, and he's mm-hmm. actually here in the White House. It's called uh, getting out of the spotlight. The Congress maybe should do the same thing, and then we won't pass any more laws, and everybody's happy. Well, Pelley, continuing on with this conversation on 60 Minutes, uh, Pelley said, uh, asked uh, Bernanke, some people think the $600 billion is a terrible idea. And Bernanke, Bernanke uh, responded well with this. Well, I know some people think that, think that, but what they are doing is they're looking at some of the risk and uncertainties with doing this policy action. But what I think they're not doing is looking at the risk of not acting. Wow, that wow. was explained very well, Rich. Thank, thank you. I understood that wholeheartedly. <laughs> See, thank God we have Harvard degrees, or we would not have understood what he just said. Pelly then asked Bernanke, many people believe that this uh, that could be high, highly inflationary. That's that it's a dangerous thing to try. Bernanke says, well, this fear of inflation, I think, is way overstated. We've looked at it very, very carefully. Very We've carefully. analyzed it in every which way. They have. One myth that's out there is that 
what we're doing is printing money. We're not printing money. That's right. He's getting it from grandma's big bank. Biggie bank. The amount of currency in circulation is not changing. The money supply is not changing in any significant way. What we're doing is lowering interest rates by buying treasury securities, secretaries, I mean, securities. And by lowering interest rates, we hope to stimulate the economy to grow faster. So, And it's been working so well for the last two years. The trick is to find the appropriate moment when to begin to unwind this policy, and that's what we're going to do. And who's he going to ask then? God. There you go. I knew you had an answer. I talked to God last night about Thank this. Thank you, Rich. God said we're in deep poop. <laughs> Kelly, is keeping inflation in check less of a priority for the Federal Reserve now? Bernanke, no, absolutely not. What we're trying to do is achieve a balance. We've been very, very clear that we will not follow inflation to rise, allow, we will not allow inflation to rise above 2% or less. Thank you, Mr. Bernanke. Thank you. And it goes on and on and on. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, it does. But there's some heavier stuff coming. I up. know. There's, there's you heavy, know, heavy, heavy. Pally says, can you act quickly enough to prevent inflation from getting out of control? We can, and we can set the interest rate in 15, in 15 minutes. minutes. Just like that. Boom. We, he's we, got the power. We can raise the interest rates in 15 minutes if we have to market Marla. So there really is no problem with raising the rates. I love that man. Tightening monetary policy, sh- slowing the economy, reducing inflation at the appropriate time. Oh, wait, time. wait, wait. I thought we were trying to get the economy stimulated. Now he wants to slow it down. I'm confused. Is it speed it up, slow, slow it, down, it down, in the middle, leave it, alone. leave it alone? What do we do? Ah, I, I, I think the $10 million question. What to do? Pelly, you have to, uh, you have what degree of confidence in your ability to control this? Bernanke. What As did he, he was say? shaking. And what, what did he say, Mark? Yes, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Pelly, do you anticipate a scenario in which you would commit to more than $600 billion? Bernanke. Oh, it's certainly possible. And again, yeah, maybe. Where's the money coming from? Mm-hmm. And again, it depends on the efficacy of the program. It depends on inflation. And finally, it depends on how the economy looks. Not too good right now. <laughs> Why didn't they do it now? Hey, do you, <clears> since <throat> the economy, as he said, unemployment's the number one thing, right? And he said it's going to be four or five years before that's, unemployment. That's what he so said, Mark. With those statements, you got your answer, Bernanke. Okay, Pelly, how would you rate the likelihood of dipping into a recession again, Bernanke? Again, we're not out of it yet. We never came out of it. They lied to us. Those economists, those bright people that went to all those Ivy League schools have led us down the path of destruction. Yeah, if they think we got out of it, when was it that we had a little better life? Like the housing market kind no, of you know what took a, a hiccup Mark, and went up Mark, for a little bit. You, know, you forgot one thing. I did. You did. That's why I you got forgot, you. You forgot. What I forget. When the census workers were hired. <gasps> there you go. That was the hiccup. And that was where everything changed. Yeah. You can't forget about those census Thank workers. Thank you. But Richie, you know what surprised me? Well, what's that, Mark? With Christmas here, mm-hmm. there aren't that many people employed again and unemployment's down oh. before Christmas. Oh. All the people that, you know, <laughs> sell Christmas trees and flock those trees and put Christmas lights up on houses and all the manufacturing. Oh, that's right. All the manufacturers in China because everything's made all in the, China. All the Santa Clauses. Yeah. All the Santa Clauses. Yeah. And the, all elves, the elves and the good looking uh, women that take pictures. Yeah. yeah. And unemployment went up. Uh, uh, so I guess they're not hiring a lot of Santa Clauses. I guess not. Anyway, Bernanke says, it doesn't seem likely that we'll have a double dip recession. 
<laughs> no, because we're in a fucking depression, you moron. And that's because, among other things, some of the most uh, uh, cyclical parts of the economy, like housing, for example, are already very weak. Oh, gee, huh? what's it been? Three years now? Huh, I Three know, years. I didn't know that, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And they can't get much weaker. <laughs> and so another... <laughs> what planet is he from? And so another decline is relatively unlikely. What about the article we read last week where the rich are dumping their houses, houses now yeah, and renting? Yeah. Now, that being said, I think a very high unemployment rate for a protracted period of time, which makes consumers, households less confident, more worried about the future, I think that that's the primary source of risk that we might have another slowdown in the economy. D. And I got to share something with you. And who controls that? Yeah, yes, Mark. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, just to give you a little break. Oh. When I went out last Thursday to watch Glenn Beck's live show. Oh, that's right. Pittsburgh, you went to the live show. Yeah. And when I was in line and I started talking to people in their 60s plus, this is what I found out. First number one person living here in California, sold her house. Uh, She's moving to Oregon. Next one, sold the house, moving to Arizona. Next one, runs a landscape company, leaving, going to Arizona. The last person I talked to was up in the bleachers with me, owns a furniture store here. Wife's mm-hmm. a retired teacher. They're mm-hmm. leaving, going to Atlanta. So all the good taxpayer people are leaving. Are leaving. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Because they feel so confident that we're getting better. Okay, Pelly from 60 Minutes. You seem to be saying that the recovery that we're experiencing now is not self-sustaining. Self-sustaining. Bernanke, it may not be. (laughs) Where are the white people at? (laughs) It's very close to the border. (laughs) Yeah, Mexican taking over. It takes about 2.5% growth just to keep the unemployment stable. And that's about what we're getting. We're not very far from. We were, the, we were not even at two percent. Right. We're not very far from the level where the economy is not self-sustaining. We're below two percent gross national product. Now, now we have now we have this debate on Capitol Hill this week is yes. over whether to extend the Bush tax cuts. No, don't do it. Which would likely increase wait, wait. the budget deficit. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa, Mark. Wait, wait. Uh, another spin there. What tax cut? Yeah. They want to just keep it the same. Yeah, there's no tax cut. There's no cut. No, wait a minute. See, and he also says, which would likely increase the budget deficit. I thought the money was coming from another source, and this is not affecting the budget deficit. The $600 billion from the Federal Reserve. I'm confused. No, you're not. You said it well. Um, yeah, you did a good job. But this, everybody talking about the tax cuts? We just want to keep it at the same level it's currently at. So where are you cutting it from, you fucking morons? Bernanke, Why don't you start talking fucking English instead of Chinese? Right. Bernanke wouldn't answer that question directly, but he certainly made one thing clear. He told us cutting the budget deficit must be done, he said, but it shouldn't be done right now. Where did the $600 billion come from? And, Remember, and they got more. Grandma. Gra- the bi- oh, the Biggie oh, Bank. I know it. It's Grandma Pelosi's. It's Grandma Piggy P- Bank. Okay, the Biggie Bank. Bernanke, we need to pay. Now, listen to this, Renegade Nation. This is very important. We need to pay close attention to the fact that we are recovering now, like a recovering alcoholic. We don't want to take actions this year that will affect this year's spending and this year's taxes. Three weeks a- left. And, yeah, yeah. Three- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. That You're was, welcome. That was brilliant. Three weeks left. Uh, that, that, this year's taxes in a way that will hurt their recovery. <laughs> Th- 
That's important, though. What recovery? But that doesn't stop us from thinking now about the long-term structural budget deficit. Like we're fucked. We're looking at 10, 15, 20 years from now, a situation where almost the entire federal budget will be spent on Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and interest on the debt. And no money left for defense? And no more pat-downs from the TSA. There won't be any more money for the military or for any other services, including the TSA. No, <laughs> no you won't be get felt up anymore. Uh, no more feeling up. The government provides. Now, we can only address those issues if we think about them now. Oh, is that what we're paying them to do, to think yeah, about those things think about this now. He's worried about 15 years from now. Yeah. Do you realize by that time, 15, 20 years, well, if we're lucky enough to get the economy rolling back up, that we're going to have two more cycles like this again? Because mm-hmm. every fucking 10 years, it's up and uh, down. It's like, up and down like up a and yo-yo. Down. Up and down like a yo-yo. Bernanke makes a point of remaining silent on specific proposals that Congress <laughs> might consider. Oh, I'm wearing. I know why that is. Why is that, Mark? Because he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I don't know. I'm, I gotta let me look, get back with you on that. I, let, me, let me look at my books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, matter of fact, mm. he does take a, a lengthy vacation like Congress does in the next week. Because after next week, they're all gone for a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, next week they're gone. It's like, see ya. See ya. I'm getting my Christmas tree and drinking <laughs> bur- and bourbon. Bernanke, cleaning up the tax code, for example. The tax code is very inefficient. No, that's good. Both, that's right. Both the personal tax code and the corporate tax code, by clo- closing loopholes and lowering rates, you could increase the efficiency of the tax code and create more incentives for people to invest. Oh, the loophole were... What was that company that was sending money to Ireland and the Google. Netherlands? Google. Are you sure it was Google? It was Google. That, that's the double Dutch Irish dance. Yeah, so is that the loophole he's That's the loophole. To? Yeah. The $64 billion in right. three years of federal... Right. That, that loophole. That's the American company who doesn't pay taxes in the United States through their double Dutch Irish loophole that well, they have. You know what, Bernanke? I say go for it, baby. See, that's positive news, Rich. Thank you, Mark. He's going to close that fucking loophole. It's about time. No more Irish money sent out. I just set mine up. Don't do it. Don't do it now. <laughs> I thought you were doing the German sandwich, not the Irish sandwich. You like the brats. Anyway, Bernanke said, well, the Fed's independence is critical. Oh, nah, they, don't, nah. <laughs> they don't want the Congress to fucking around with those bankers. You uh, know what? <clears throat> the money comes from China. Yeah. And outside, uh, you know, like the Europe, uh, England, Japan. China. That's where all the fucking money's coming from. The central bank needs to be able to make policy without short-term political concerns. Yeah, right. What that says is stay out of our fucking pants. Business. Yeah. In order to do what's best for the economy. Thank you, guys. I'm glad you're thinking. We do all of our analyses. We do all of our own policy decisions based on what we think the economy needs. Well, apparently he needs quite a bit there, dude. And even President Bush was saying when he was interviewed by Sean Hannity and other people about, hey, we had no clue this was happening. No, nobody knew. Nobody it knew. It was a big secret. Yeah, no one talked to each other and said, Mark, hey. Mark, What? It's a secret. It is? It's a secret. Well, that's why it happened. Don't, don't let anybody know. Okay. Okay, it's Thank our you. secret. Not based on when the election is or what politician, political conditions are. It's a secret. Don't tell anybody. Someone's calling us to tell us a secret. Oh. We gotta take a break. We'll be right back. Are are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. I figured I'd get some uh, new music to play, Mark, because everybody's bitching about the music that we play here at Renegade. Let them bitch. A little bit of country music. Hey, we say hi to... Say hi to Bob in Philadelphia. Hi, Bobby boy. 
Well, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. We laid rubber on the Georgia asphalt. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Down by the river on a Friday night, here amid the cans in the pale moonlight. Talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan, just a living for the minute. Yeah, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. But I learned how And that's what we're going to be drinking soon. <laughs> After they're, they're stealing all the fucking water. Yeah, I was on Jesse Ventura, Conspiracy Theories, the other night. It's scary. They're taking all the water out of the Great Lakes. The Chinese are. They're sucking it all out. They got big, long straws. There's a company called Nestle. Chocolate? Yeah, Nestle, yeah. They, they, uh, they're pumping out all the uh, water out of the Great Lakes and, and putting it in plastic bottles and, sell, and, giving it, and selling it to the, or taking it and then reselling it back to us. I love entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is at its best. I love it. <clears throat> anyway, continuing on with our positive, positive Monday here at uh, Renegade Nation right. in Los positive, Angeles. Positive, Richie. Positive. Uh, you got to stay positive, Mark. <clears throat> I am. Bernanke continues on to say, we need to play, pay close attention to the fact that we are recovering now. We don't want to take actions this year that will affect this year's spending. Well, the year's almost over. Bernanke makes a point of remaining silent on specific proposals that Congress might consider. We talked about that on the break, Mark. That's when we took a break, yes. Now, Bernanke said, cleaning up the tax code, for example, the tax code is very inefficient. We all know that. Yes, we do. Recently, Bernanke has been facing hostility, hostility from the conservative members on Capitol Hill. Some are calling for reducing the Fed's role. You know what? He should talk to uh, Charles. You talk about the tax code being so confusing. That's what happened to Charles. I think we're going to have to be. Is that an important phone call for me? Let me take a look at that. Wait, we'll be right back. Hold on. Just hold on, everybody. Anyway, we were uh, rudely interrupted by a telephone call. That was we, one of, that we was thought one, it was Bernanke. It was Bernanke. No, it wasn't. Was Trying, it? No, but we thought uh, it might have been. It was one of our bosses calling. Oh, our we wives. We have plenty of them. No. Our wives. I'm not married. I have more than one. Anyway, so this goes on and on and on. Uh, Pelly basically, he said, uh, how concerned are you about the calls that you're beginning to hear on Capitol Hill? Capitol Hill that would curb the Fed's independence. They don't want that. They want to control this. And I'm, I thought Congress controlled this. And, and, and now I'm really confused. Not who, anymore. Who's controlling what here? The, here's what Bernanke said. The Fed's independence is critical. The central bank needs to be able to make policy. I thought Congress made policy. Think about that, Renegade Nation. Who makes the policy? Is it the central bank, which is the Federal Reserve, or is it Congress? In order to do what's best for the economy, we do all of our analyses, and we already went through that, based on all of our policy decisions, based on what we think the economy needs. Well, apparently they haven't been doing a good job, Mark. Yes. Like many economists, Bernanke believes it was the Federal Reserve itself that was instrumental in causing the Great Depression back in 1929. We weren't around then. They can say anything. <laughs> and nobody and they will, don't teach it in school, and they, so they, no one even knows about well, the they no, they t- they No, they did teach it. They just no, said... for us, but not now. No, no. For us, they said it was a depression, but they never explained in monetary terms what happened and how we ended up in a depression. Because we were youngsters. We didn't understand. Now we do. We do? Yeah, do we? <laughs> oh. You would think Bernanke should... But he doesn't. So here's what happened. What happened? Renegade Nation. Yes. In the panic of 2008, ah! the Fed 
which we don't know anything about this, put up $3.3 trillion. Really? And, that, and just this past week, the Fed revealed who got the help. Now, here's who got the help. There's 21,000 transactions, including loans and purchases with financial firms, including Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, General Electric, and even to foreign banks, Mark, and Renegade Nation. What about AIG? A- including, yeah, they're included too, including the Bank of England. God save the Queen. How come the Queen didn't help out the Bank of England? She could have sold some jewelry. Yeah. Most of the loans have been paid back. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, then why isn't the trillion dollars in the positive and yeah. broke even instead I, of in the negative? Stuff? If it's all paid back, how come we're in the shithole that we're oh, in? Still the three trillion. Uh, oh. oh, that's weird. Must be some kind of weird federal way of doing uh, economy. But accounting. It was a historic transfusion of cash into a global system that was bleeding to death. And who started the bleeding? Who did the murdering here? Who did it? Unfortunately, it who? was the USA. We asked Bernanke, this is CBS. They asked Bernanke, what would have happened if the Fed had not acted? Uh-oh, now, we don't want to go there. Pelly said, what would unemployment be today if the Fed had not acted, uh, hadn't acted on what happened in 2007 and 8? Here's what Bernanke said. Unemployment would be much, much higher. It might be something like it was in the Depression. 25%. 25%. Now, think about it, Renegade Nation. There's 9.5% unemployment, and they're not counting the people that never went back to work and never got a job. So it's probably around 15 to 20%. So, hey, take a few percentage points here and there. It doesn't matter. It is really at 15, 20%, particularly the people that don't, that maybe do have jobs, but they're not nearly the same quality jobs they had. Yeah, the quality had. of job they had, yeah. We saw what happened when one or two large financial firms came close to failure or to failure itself. Imagine if 10 or 12 or 15 firms had failed. How come not 20? He stopped at 15, which is where we almost were in the fall of 2008. It would have brought down the entire global financial system, and it would have uh, had enormous implications, very long-lasting implications for the global economy, not just for the U.S. economy. Like it is now, Rich. But who caused all whoa, this? Whoa, 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 Rich. 2007 and eight. 2008, That's right? what it, yes. Bush was trans, you know, transferring the power to Obama. That was a 2009 deal. Right. No, 2008, he won the election. 2000, right? Yeah, that's, that's when they and switched when, power. Right. Yeah, okay. during November. I so it. now ah. Europe, even though we've got a couple of transfusion in Europe's banks, then why is Greece, Ireland, Portugal, Spain, France, Italy... All going down. <laughs> Having so, riding riots in the street because they're not getting their, what they think is old to them. You know what it is, Mark? What? It's the boys in power. And they were all backstabbing and robbing each other. And the whole thing just fell apart between them. And we're just the pieces of shit that now have to go through this because they were having fights. You know, I think the government is like the power of the pussy. It is the power you know, of the pussy. The government mm-hmm. is always teasing one. Mm-hmm. about what they're going to give you and how good things are going to be and they're going to take care of you and, and then all of a sudden they just, you never get it. Do you believe any you of get, this? You get blue ball. Oh, yeah. Do, I do, be- do you believe I any do of this believe shit? This. I, no, no. You got to look at it the same way I'm looking at, Rich. I do believe what this is being said because it is the same bullshit. It's, it's the al- same bullshit. It's also true that the Fed was the regulatory watchdog of the largest banks when crazy lending led the world to crisis. So why did the Fed or Bernanke go, 
okay, we're going to stop this now. It's out of control. While Pelly now says, is there anything that you wish you've done differently over the last two and a half years? Here's what Bernanke had to say. Well, I wish I'd been omniscient and seen the crisis coming the way you asked me about, but I didn't. But it was a very, very difficult situation. He lies there. And there He's lying and, right of there. Of course they knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. These people, Renegade Nation, all they deal with is money and power. They know what was going on. They saw the banks giving these stupid... And people were tipping them off, but they didn't want to listen Remember to the, those people. Yeah, the SEC wasn't doing... Nobody was doing anything. They were all told to shut the fuck up, basically, what came down. And the backdoor infighting was amongst these people that control the global economy. And here we are today with these fucking morons trying to manipulate themselves back into the system to say, hey, we're going to take care of it, and everybody's in deep poop. I mean, they haven't done anything except try to back it off on other people, not them. They didn't do anything wrong, Mark. These people are perfect. But you better go to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let patty cakes find you saying Pat- that. Oh, patty cake hates Woo-hoo! Anyway. Um... So he was talking about how he was. Pelly said, "How did the change fe- it. okay? How did the Fed miss the looming financial crisis?" Bernanke said, "There were large portions of the financial system watching porn. <laughs> the SEC was watching porn listen, for the last this. three years. Listen to this. There were large. This is what, this is what Bernanke, Bernanke said. There were large portions of the financial system that were not adequately covered by the regulatory oversight. Wait a minute. SEC. Wait, wait a minute. The banks are always regulated. They're regulated now. How come they weren't regulated back then? They're giving out these goddamn stupid loans to people who can't afford to pay them. Pay for them. And they knew that was happening. They had people telling them that. Okay, so in other words, here, here you go. For example, AIG. Yes. Oh, yes. Was not overseen by the Fed. How come, then how come they got all that money to we, get them out? Wait, we, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, I, I, we felt sorry for them. Wait, so AIG is not covered by or overseen by the Federal Reserve or the federal uh, government. Why in the hell would they get a target? Right, Insurance right, right. companies are being watched very closely. Very closely. Very closely. Now, here's what Pelly said. Pelly goes, the insurance company? So Pelly made a fact, of the ma- a fact of reality. So people understand what AIG is. He goes, the insurance company? Now, most people know what AIG is after the blow-up of 2008 and 9, but he wanted to re-emphasize the word insurance company. Thank you, Mr. Pelly. <laughs> I now understand that it's an, an in, insurance company. Did you know that, Mark? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> the insurance company that required... We know more than they do, yeah, Rich. The insurance company that required the bailout was not overseen by the Fed. This is what Bernanke's saying. It didn't really have any real oversight at that time. Bullshit. Neither did Lehman Brothers, the company that failed. Bullshit. Now, now I'm not saying the Fed should have not seen these some of these things. Uh, one of the things oh, I'm that glad, I... Mo- I'm glad saying that. One of the things that I most regret is that we weren't strong enough in putting in consumer protections to try to cut down on the subprime lending problem because you're fucking lazy let me say this again renegade nation listen one of the things that i this is what now bernanke's saying he's the chairman of the federal reserve here's what he's saying one of the things that i most regret is that we weren't strong enough in putting in consumer protections bullshit what about the bank protection that's bullshit see see putting in consumer protect what about the bank 
to try to cut down on the subprime lending problem, that was an area where I think we could have done more. Now, I remember, and a lot of you will remember, when you get a mortgage, you get endly probed. That means you have to come in with tax, tax, uh, uh, tax documentation, uh, tax document. Thank you, Mark. Documentation, payroll documentation, this documentation, that documentation. They credit re- reports, credit reports out the ass. They put you through the ringer before you get a mortgage. And these people were just giving out mortgages like they were candy. And they're saying it's the consumer's protection, it's the bank's protection. The bank, they should have been overseeing the banking, making sure they weren't giving out these type of loans. And the banks are the ones that are hurting right now because some of the banks that you just mentioned are the ones that got bailed out by the government right, because that, they have right. close bedroom ties. Mm, yeah, they're all tied to but the bedroom, folks, yes. folks, there's going to be so many banks out there that are going to fall apart because, again, the shadow foreclosures and all those banks are going to start pulling those notes in. They're going explain, under. Explain what a shadow foreclosure is, Mark. Well, it's when I stand in the shadow of the uh, No, just house. explain what it is. Well, it's real simple. People that actually can't make their payments are still living in the house, and the banks haven't closed on it because they don't want the deficit on their books. There you go. So that's that's coming, too. There's a ton of homes a right now homes. that are in foreclosure that the banks have not recognized as a loss in their books. Now, if the bank Thank goes you. under and the people that have money in that bank are guaranteed up to how much money? How much? 250000 That's right. So all the people that would be losing money, 250000 or less, our federal government, which is our taxes, have to pay you that money. And if there's going to be over a couple hundred banks that are going to go under, I can see that's how that's going to help the economy. Brilliant, Mark. Thank you. Now, Pelly from 60 Minutes says to Bernanke, the gap between the rich and the poor in this country has, has never been greater. In fact, we have the biggest income disparity gap of any industrialized country in the world. And I wonder where you think that's taking America. Here's what Bernanke had to say. To the shithouse! It's a very bad development. It's a very bad development. It's creating two societies. Did you see the tears in his eyes when he said that? And it's based very much, I think, on educational differences. Now that is such... Bullshit. There you go. The unemployment rate we've been talking about, if you are a college college graduate, unemployment is 5%. If you are a high school graduate, it's 10% or more. Now, now let me help you out right there, Rich. I I need need help. I need help. The person that's maybe not unemployed, but he's taking a job with less money, okay? Because he's a a college graduate. He's a college graduate, Okay. Well, since he didn't have that extra money now, he can't hire the illegal gardener. Right. And he can't hire the illegal painter and the illegal child watcher and house cleaner and all those people aren't working. Oh, that's why. Because they aren't educated and the educated can't hire them because they ain't got the money. That's exactly right. That's what's going on, folks. Think about it. So if you're a high school graduate, it's 10% or more. Now, it's a very big difference. And I forgot one other point, Rich. And what's that, Mark? The other point is that all these uneducated people that just have high school diplomas. Mm Mm-hmm. That used to work in manufacturing companies. Mm-hmm. You know, just simple jobs to do, right? Mm-hmm. They're in China. Oh. See, they're not here for the Is that where the jobs went? Oh. But there is fast food. Fast food joints. Yeah. Thank God we're fat. And anyway, it leads to an unequal society yes! and a society which doesn't have the cohesion that we would like to see. Yes, you got more than I got and I want it back. Give it to me, you fucker. <laughs> Pally. From 60 Minutes. We have talked about how the next several years uh, are going to be tough years in this country. Very tough! But I wonder what you think about the 10-year time horizon. No! I can't wait that long! 15 years. No! And how do you things look to you long-term? I'm fucked! Here's what Bernanke said. Long-term? 
long term. I have a lot of confidence in you in the United States. <laughs> we have an excellent record in terms of innovation. Hey, did you hear he also joined uh, Mr. Wrangler on Dominic Republic? Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle. He's got a place out there. Yeah, Razzle Dazzle. Razzle Dazzle's having more problems. Yeah, he's going to move him again. He's going to fucking move. Anyway, I don't, talk about, I don't want to talk about that loser. Anyway, um, Mr. Bernanke said, long term, I have a lot of confidence in the United States. We have an excellent record in terms of innovation. We have great universities that are involved in technological change and progress. We have an entrepreneurial culture much more than almost any other country. So I think that in the longer term, the United States will retain its leading position in the world. But again, we got to get there. And we have some very difficult challenges over the next few years, Mark. Hey, is he running for senator? <laughs> Damn, that sounded more like a political speech. That moved me myself. That sure did. I was getting excited. Jesus, I had goosebumps. Christ. Anyway, we're going to... He really meant that, you know. Anyway, Renegade Nation, think about what we're talking about here and think about the spin. Go to 60 Minutes and look at the interview yourself if you missed it on TV last night. Look at the interview. Listen to what he says and how he says it. Try to get a picture of where your future is going to be. And watch his shaking. And we'll be right back. More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome back to Renegade Talk.fm in Los Angeles. My name is Richie Kepler along with Marky Mark. And uh, we are on a positive movement here at Renegade. We just love everybody. We wish to say Merry Christmas to all of our fans and listeners. And a happy Hanukkah. And a happy Hanukkah too. And Kwanzaa. And to all of our friends in Santa Monica. And Alibaba. And Philly, and Chicago, and Denver, and Seattle, and the whole United States. Colorado. As we have, I said Denver, dumb fuck. Jesus Christ. You don't know where. That's, that's why right. you're in charge. That's why you're California educated. Anyway, a little bit of disco music or whatever. Well, that motivated me, this music. You never hear this on regular terrestrial radio stations. Just here. Reminds me of fucking in the uh, on the dance floor, pumping that ass and shit, you know? Remember? Yeah. Yeah, yeah! Stop banging your fire. Oh, yeah, Mark's all upset now. He's excited. <laughs> thumping, bumping. This is a good song. Just get closer, be impressed by the words I chose. So once again, kicking it live, doing everything, you're just to survive. Above the wall, I think I stand. Here on stage with a mic in my hand. Busting it loud to the crowd. The age is 20. Enough of that. Wait a minute, I was just getting into it. I know, I'm not into it. God, that was positive. That reminds me of a uh, good time. That was Mojo. That was that was turning me on with Laura dancing, shaking God, her hips. Dan was, yeah, yeah she was change. dancing. Looking good. I know. Laura's here. Mm. 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 Look at the way she uses mm. her fingertips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. she has a slight touch. Mm-hmm. Those keys are excited over there. Yeah. I anyway, am too over here. Anyway, um, I just want to say one thing and then we're going to go. If you're going to buy a, a droid, a telephone, cell phone, make sure that you get a warranty on your life. No, no. The, the, the federal government now, Richie, is going to have to put labels on the device. A North Texas man walking, talking, uh, talking, walking, talking, walking, talking on his cell phone was rushed to a hospital after his phone apparently exploded in his face. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> he felt something trickling down his face. It's blood. His ear then began to bleed profusely, and he was immediately taken to the emergency room at Parkland Memorial Hospital. That's where Kennedy died. And when the doctor was talking to him, he said, 
Huh? <laughs> what? I was texting. I was texting. Talk to this hand, this ear, doctor. I was sexing. Yeah, talk to this ear. The glass on the face of the Motorola Droid smartphone apparently shattered. He said he just had purchased it two days ago. The phone, though, is still still appears to be functioning. <laughs> but not as right and ear. It's, and its battery was intact. Family members say they plan to contact the manufacturer of the phone and Verizon about the incident. So if you get one for Christmas, make sure it doesn't blow up in your fucking face. (laughs) And he's got to prove it. Oh, there's another one. There's another thing. In North India. India! North. North North India. A uh, a 23-year-old man died after his phone exploded on him. Well, they're a lot smaller in India. The The impact is more severe. Yeah, the phone of a 27-year-old housewife exploded while she was talking to her husband as the phone was being charged. She was also killed. Her phone had been charging near her when it caught fire. Well, and it caught her on fire. Anyway. So if you get a cell phone from anybody, make sure that you get a warranty on yourself. And a warning. And a warning label. Warning. Yeah. Warning. Danger. Anyway, Danger. we're going to get out of here. We had yeah. our, Oh, no. we got to still it, talk it, a little it bit. It was a positive day here at yeah, Renegade. because uh, Bernanke... Bernanke was so honest and trustworthy. If you want to find out more about that 60 Minutes interview with, uh, interview with the Fed Chairman Bernanke, don't, just go to 60 Minutes on the web. Yes, don't go to 2020. No, go to 60 Minutes. Man. Or Dateline. Anyway, we're out of here. Have it a great day. 60 Minutes. Have a great day, Renegade. Oh, don't forget, Patty Cakes or Patty Melts will be here Friday in studio. Oh, baby, look out. And then Patty Cakes with Cannabis Thursday on Thursday. So what a crazy week this is going to be. Yes. Head into the holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. We love you. And happy Hanukkah. Bye-bye. Woo-hoo.